Welcome to In the Name of Game. Welcome once again to In the Name of Game, a video game podcast. Today is the 15th of November, 2012. our show it's another week uh something really massive happened this week we're not gonna talk about it but we have what what is it i don't know (laughs) i don't know what it is unless you've been living under a rock uh gonna blow this right out of the water i think uh (laughs) i'd like to congratulate uh iggy and the entire black op team for uh shipping this week for good seriously it's pretty epic that's uh that's about one million sales on the first night so that's pretty good so. I think no, it was one one million sold just from GameStop or something. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Silence. You can't talk about Mid- it. Midnight. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, midnight. That was only midnight sales only. Was uh, was a million units. That's what's insane about it. But regardless, right. everybody's had their ear talked off about Black Ops Two, so we're not going to talk about that tonight. Nice. Uh, but we fortunately have a ton of other stuff to talk about, <laughs> so we're going to get to that. Um, I think actually David wants to start first, but before that, let's introduce ourselves. I'm your host, Iggy. I'm co-host David. I'm co-host Adam. And I'm co-host Colin. All right. So David, enlighten <laughs> yes, us. Yes, I'll uh, I'll jump right in here with, uh, as usual, to be expected, I am your nostalgia um, gamer guy, and so I have a few nostalgia-related um, bits. Uh, something that's probably not news anymore, but I think would be fun to mention if nobody's heard about it, is this crazy Neo Geo thing. Have you guys uh, seen this thing? Oh, no. the, the re-release. Yeah, it's, I can't oh. remember. I meant to look it up and see exactly who the two, people, the two companies are that are doing this. It's, it's you know, like Neo Geo's original, you know, their whole unit um, combined with another company, and the two of them together are going to give birth to this thing that they are calling Neo Geo X Gold, and uh, or just Neo Geo X. The gold is like a package you can get, but um, it is, uh, and it's to commemorate the 20th anniversary of the Neo Geo. Uh, as all of you probably know, the Neo Geo at the time was hailed for its like super ass kicking, you know, graphics and sound in arcade cabinets, and, and then, uh, also it's super ass kicking expensive. <laughs> That's the whole, whole reason this thing to exist. Is the, there was that amazing home system that was just like it was over like a thousand dollars. Yeah, and uh, Damn. it was something like six. They, I was reading that like with inflation, it would have been like eleven hundred dollars to buy oh that. Because that, back then it was what like two hundred a game, right? Yeah, that's I don't say not counting the games, which were like also super expensive, and they were giant. They were giant cartridges. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. In honor of that, they are releasing this thing, Neo Geo X, and it's really fun. It's 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 sort of a, I like I don't know who you know if anybody would seriously want to go out and buy these things, but other than <laughs> they might have a business problem. No, that's the thing is like I <laughs> I almost feel like you know it's it's not like they're marketing it to compete with all the other like you know games and handhelds on the market. You know, it right. feels more like a novelty device and and more of like. It would appeal to people like me who, who you know, were a big fan of Neo Geo, and um, so and the device. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's really fascinating. It's basically like a case 
that looks exactly like the Neo Geo did. Like it looks just like the home system, but it, it if you open it up, it like opens up like a flip top, and inside is the system itself. And this and the thing itself is actually a portable. It's a it's a handheld gaming device with like a four and a half inch screen almost, like four point three inch screen. Um, and it, it like perfectly, you know, of course, emulates the original Neo Geo specs. Um, and this thing, it, it comes like preloaded with like 20 classic exact, you know, like MAME style, like replicates of the arcade games, including things like Fatal Fury, World of Heroes, Samurai Showdown 2, Metal Slug, um, all those games, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, it's fun. You know, the thing has like the classic, obviously like the handheld itself has like a, uh, analog stick and like uh, buttons, but then the the fun thing is is like this thing. It snaps into this docking station basically, and then when you close it down, the out of the back comes like an HDMI hookup, and out of the front, included in this package, is two classic style Neo Geo game pads, like the big ones, those giant arcade ones. Mm-hmm. Plug into the front, and uh, so you can hook it up to your TV, and then it's just like you're playing Neo Geo, like the classic thing with you know you get like friends over and like play samurai show so how much is this so that's the confusing yeah that's the confusing part it's like i've heard it quoted at like 200 bucks for and 200 bucks gives you you know obviously the handheld the docking station uh one game pad and then with all the preloaded games and then if you i guess if you pre-order you also get ninja masters which is a big hit on it Mm. and um and so yeah, but but I also I've also seen that there's like a gold package or something, and I've seen that listed at like five ninety nine or four ninety nine, and I I couldn't figure out what the difference was between these two things. Like I tried looking it up and you know seeing what it is. If you just go to the web, like there's a website. It's like neogeox.com. Is it more games or something maybe? Or I don't know. I I really couldn't uh, decipher it. Like I I looked all over and I couldn't see any evidence. But it might just be because it's so limited right now, and it it's does it ship. This whole thing ships on December 9th apparently. And um, are you but, gonna buy one? No, I'm probably not going to buy one. <laughs> I'm still, still trying to finish Sonic, let alone Well, this. I like it. Uh. As much as I found the, the Fatal Fury and World of Heroes games interesting, I just could never get into those fighting games for some reason. I don't know why. Like, am I the only one? Like, you know when they had uh, Capcom versus SNK? Yeah. yeah. And um, I was like, okay, now I can finally get good with, like, Terry Bogard and all this shit and... Uh, I realized I was really bad at it. <laughs> and there's just something about their fighting system that I was just never, I don't know, like I couldn't get into that as opposed to, you know, like a more traditional kind of Street Fighter. Right. But Samurai Showdown is, is pretty close to that system. Like if you play that game just alone, and that sort of predates the super system, you know, mm-hmm. that became popularized in Super Street Fighter. Well, wasn't... Uh... Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like Samurai Showdown was one of the first uh, games that did that, like uh, the scaling effect, yeah, like when you fight. Sprites. Yeah. yeah, scaling sprites. That was awesome. <laughs> I think the first fighting game, at least, to do that, right? Abs- yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that was part of the whole, you know, appeal where you know you go into an arcade and you hear that unbelievable music little tune, you know, that like Neo Geo song, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. That like d d d d and uh, which other and people it, are like I don't know what that song is. Uh, well, look it up on the YouTube, y'all. It's really great. But uh, yeah, if you're like me, you'd be magnetized to it. And then like, I remember seeing it and being like, oh my god! And like, 
what's you know what's gonna be the kick-ass graphics thing and and remember like seeing samurai showed on my mind being blown and then yeah seeing like oh my god like the screen scales and like they you know and like if me and a friend would play it we would just mess around with that be like like, wait wait, wait, don't hit me yet like move your guy all the way to the left and i'll move (laughs) my guy all the way to the right you know and like let's zoom the screen to maximize it yeah, we like just to see like how super zoomed out we could get. And... You know, speaking of arcade machines, was was it really just Neo? Like I've never uh, seen a Neo Geo machine in an arcade that wasn't like a combo machine that right. had like, oh, we have uh, oh, yeah. Bust a Move and like yeah, Fatal yes. Fury, whatever, like ninety five or something. <laughs> I don't know, King, I, King of I Fighters, saw. and then like uh, Samurai Showdown or something as the, the third one. The one I always saw was Bust a Move and Metal Slug. They had yeah. like, Pizza place. That's I, I always saw the one in my hometown uh, was the only one I knew that uh, only had one game in there. Oh, really? And it was all oh. and it was the same cabinet, but then they would swap out the game like after you know half a year or something. Oh, I remember when it was like you know remember when it was Samurai Showdown, and then eventually it changed to I forget which one it was, but it changed to some other game after that, and I was like, oh. <laughs> sad to see samurai showdown go but there was some other sweet game but uh but yeah and then when I, but then i would go to like other arcades when i like moved out here and was like whoa there's like tons of isn't, <laughs> <they're> like combining <laughs> but isn't that funny like just thinking about arcades i think we've talked about arcades before in previous like uh podcast episodes but um that whole mindset when you're in an arcade and for some reason when i would see uh, a combo kind of arcade machine like that, it would always feel too like too much like a value pack or something. Like right. <laughs> I usually wouldn't go to one that was like a multiple game machine, yeah. just because yeah. in my head for some reason it's like, oh, this is like a cheap one. This is no good. Yeah. Like yeah. I was the I was the terrible kid because I was always drawn to like, say for example, you had two kinds of Street Fighter machines. One that was the standard cabinet, and one that was you know that weird like kind of L shaped one where it always had the controls out a little far away from the screen, and the screen itself was like really big. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Like, uh, There's an actual separation between oh, the yes. control pad yes, and like the big screen. If I yep. saw that one next to like even a new game that's on a smaller cabinet, I'd be like, yeah. "Fuck that new game! I gotta yeah. go to like the big screen, big oh, uh, control one." We're part of the same family. Like, uh, <laughs> I remember going to. I remember the. I'll never forget the first time I saw one of those. And like, I was I was downstate Michigan, and like I went to some big mall down there, and I remember going to an arcade in there, and at the time. The newest game was Terminator 2, the arcade game. Oh, shit. And, nice. And that game was That's the giant game. TV one. And my mind, like, <laughs> melted down. I was like, holy crap, look at that game. And just, yeah, it was... Yeah, I like, I yeah, it was like Area 51, or like one of those old. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and then, did I did I just twist a nostalgia button? Yes. I, yeah. I, oh. Man, oh man. But I, it's funny, because I always thought of Area 51 as like, the sucky knockoff of like like Terminator 2 became like gospel in my mind and then everything else I was like oh it's just like What's a copy like, of that game it's funny how many of those like shooting gallery type games there were back in the like late 80s early 90s that Dude. kind of copied weird bits off of each other but then went on like they'd always they'd always have that one element that set them apart like area 51 oh it's live action people with like in weird 3d back. sprites that's cool but yep. then, like, um, I don't know, maybe this is a little before some of your times, but uh, the game Operation Wolf. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. that. 
that one was all like sprites and shit. But it's like that's the first one I really remember that was totally shooting. Like it would totally move, and then you stop it in this one spot, and you're like, oh god, I gotta get everything. And then like you'd always fuck up at that like tiny little guy throwing fucking molotovs at you or what grenades <laughs> at you at the last second. I but, think the uh, I want to say like the. Uh... God, I can't think of a good enough word to, to describe it. But basically, the the genesis of of that sort of like sprite based shooting gallery game was the one and only Lethal Enforcers. Oh yeah. And uh, man, oh man, that was like one of those. It that game is one of those ones that goes into the category of like when you're you know when it came out when it was in the arcade, you were just like, holy crap, how did they do these graphics? Because it's just like Mortal Kombat, like live action sprites mm-hmm. you know, with live action background, basically. And then it was like in that category of like, there's gonna be a sucky home version too. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know what's funny about what's funny about Lethal Enforces, at least the first one, was like when they announced it, and the, you know, in the game mags, they would have yeah. um, uh, the uh, pictures of the big ass gun that you could yeah. get that came with yeah. a fucking like big plastic magnum. Yeah, almost. the orange one, right? Yeah. Something about that made me and, like, everybody I knew were like, oh, my God, I want that. Like, my parents would not get it because the problem yeah. is it's, like, Dang. twice as much as a regular game because it includes the fucking, like, gun controller yeah. with it. But um, there's something about that. Even though you knew it would not look like the arcade version, that you're still like, I want it. I yeah. have to have it. I remember as, a, as one of, like, the five kids in the universe that owned a Sega CD, I remember there was <laughs> – I remember, like, feeling so much pride because, like – Lethal Enforcers came out, and then there was, like, the Genesis version. And I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, my God, like, what a shame. The Genesis version is going to look like crap, but that's okay, because the Sega CD version is going to be fucking, like, mirror image of the, you know. I was just, like, so excited that the the Sega CD one was coming out. Uh, But, but yeah. Uh, But anyway, before I eat up too much of the show, I should quickly mention the last thing, which is... uh, if again, if I don't know if anyone's seen, but uh, Capcom just said in a recent press release that uh, you know, remember like Mega Man Nine and Mega Man Ten on uh, digital download. Yeah. Well, I, there's going to be a. Sounds like there's going to be a Mega Man Eleven. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. You know, I oh, shit. Like, just reminds me, I I got so goddamn close to beating Ten, and then I got distracted or something. <laughs> I was in like the last stage of that fucking Wily level. I'm. Well, you and I are in the same position, but in different games. Like, remember you got me Mega Man 9. Yeah. I I played, maybe I did beat it, but I don't think I did. I But I do remember I got, like, really far. I got, like, all the way into the Wily Castle. And then I think I didn't finish it, though. <laughs> I think I'm I think But see, I'm what's, what sucks yeah. is, like, it, it takes so long to get up to that point. And because you've tried playing that section over and over again... Whatever that particular day is, you're like, okay, now I know the pattern. I got this. I yeah. I can beat it. Whatever. And then that day ends, and then something distracts you, and then it's like three months later, and you're like, oh yeah, Mega Man Ten. Fuck, I don't remember how to do that level anymore. Yeah. Like you'd have to go back and waste another like several hours being like, okay, uh, yeah. go under here. Don't don't do this part. Like, what's the pattern for this this whole thing? Yeah. I'm sure someday I'll beat it, but it's like I'm so close, and yet. Yeah. Part of me is like, I'm not looking forward to that last boss fight. So I kind of yeah. just don't want to do it. I also have like a ridiculous rule that I set for myself, which is really bad for me because I'm so bad at finishing games. Is if if I have enough time lapse, like somewhere between four and six months that I haven't played a game and I got close to the end, 
I tell myself I got to start back from the beginning. Oh no! Like, I'm like, I'm like that's been too long. Like uh, I'm starting that one over because just because <laughs> unless it's like a 90 hour RPG, you know what I mean? But uh, but like I recently did this with what is it? I'm I'm currently I just restarted uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance because oh, I was playing through that one. I actually banked about 25 hours. And then recent, but it's been like years since I played it. And recently, I was like, "Well, back to the beginning of that shit." <laughs> so. well, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I was gonna say, like, if I was in that situation where I'd feel like I'd have to start over, it's always a Final Fantasy game because it's like yeah. I'll load it up, especially seven or something, yeah. and then you'll just be in like the world map or like in this like open field. Yeah. You'd be like, "What the fuck was I doing?" Exactly. Like, what, <laughs> where was it? I mean, especially with this tactics advance game where the the story is so convoluted that I remember even when I was playing it back then, that's actually the only thing I can remember is that I was like, so what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, and that, so when I started playing, I'm like, well, I better start over because I, I was confused then. I'll be more confused now. So. You know what? Like, I'm sure we, it, it would be easy to do now Like, if you could just remember to do it. Like, every time you play a game, like before you finish, you just write yourself a note. Like, Keep like a little notepad with you or something. It's like... Yeah. This, this is the last thing I did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or like the story so far. Like, the well, sun- I mean, I wouldn't write a whole thing for myself because I'm too lazy, but you know. You just okay. write, like, remember to jump, and then you start the game. And you're like, oh, God, I got to jump right now. This is turning into like an episode to the movie uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> like, yeah. What? Remember- Put a garbage can above them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> write wild stallions on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's that's my piece. That's my uh, that's my old school piece for the day. Well, if so, you find yeah. out more info about the uh, the Neo Geo, like the specifics and the pricing, let me know, and then I'll I'll add it to the show notes or to the Facebook page. I mean, again, like my my comments on that would be that you know, all I know is on the site on NeoGeoX.com, they have quoted like you know what MSRP or whatever one ninety nine. Um, no, but, but is that in dollars or dollars? And then you go to, but then if you go to, uh, you know, Amazon on Amazon, it's like uh, it says like, oh, th- available from three resellers at four ninety nine. Oh, saying. but see, that might be people just trying to sell it back. Like that, it, they can set whatever price they want. But I mean, like, who would be selling it? It's not even out yet. You know what I mean? Mm, that's a good, no, I mean, that, that kind of reminds me of, like, for example, you know, like those 12-inch, like, Hot Toys figures or, like, um, you know, more expensive action figure type things where, like, I'll be watching the, the manufacturer's page and it's like, oh, get this, like, Two-Face Luke Skywalker for, like, 250 or something. And then you go to Amazon and it's like, from three resellers and it's like three ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? No, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna pay that. I'm gonna go somewhere else where I can find like a normal, you know, seller of of whatever this item is. Yeah. So I'm, maybe that's I'm the case. Their, I'm on their site like right now just to like make sure it wasn't in like pounds or something. But it could but yeah, be. It says MSRP one ninety nine US dollars. Oh. Like it points it out specifically. So someone's and, trying to rip you off on uh, on Amazon then. Well, I'm also like one more time just trying to see like. Oh, here we go with the limited. God, see. Oh, maybe, maybe this is the deal, because yeah, there's like the you know Neo Geo X limited edition gold system, and with that, that's 
maybe that's the deal. And then in that one, you get like the whole thing where it's like handheld system, game card slot, docking station, the arcade stick, the the TV outputs. Like you get that Ninja Master game, um, and then it's like, or if you just want to have like the thingy, like the oh. actual handheld game thing, then you get. It's like okay, well with that you get. The, the game system and these 20 preloaded games and that's it. I see. Like yeah, that, that, that does make, that makes more sense. Yeah, so maybe that is, that sounds like that. Womp, womp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not anyway. as good of a deal. <laughs> but anyway, okay, so thanks for uh, letting us know about So any nostalgia people, I guess this was a whole nostalgia like <laughs> half hour for you. Um, yeah. A big yeah. commercial for <laughs> the edge <laughs> Not just they that, just like a free advertising. Yeah, it just <laughs> makes me reminisce about like once you mentioned one old system, like a, a non-existent system. Now it just kind of makes me think back to like a lot of the other stuff around that time period too. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. Also, the the actual handheld thing itself, mm-hmm. and it's pretty rad. Like it's got the got the Neo Geo logo on it, obviously, and then yeah, it has like a big analog controller, like a big one. Hmm. on the left side and then just like the four sort of like bubble mounted buttons on the right you know like the four buttons that you would normally have on the uh arcade pad so that's interesting hmm. and then it's got like a metal rim sort of like an iphone but uh yeah oh trying to be trendy huh well i don't know <laughs> that. So it is sort of, i mean it sort of resembles like the original psp um but not with it's more square instead of like the rounded edges you know that's a weird design choice yeah, I mean for Neo Geo at least. Yeah, well, the it's sort of mimicking the Neo Geo system, which was a big square. You know, it was like that giant cube. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cube. Yeah. That's it. Um, let's see here. So we have a couple other things not Neo Geo related. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so we talked a little bit, I think, about Walking Dead the previous episode. The the yep. Telltale game. So Telltale has finally announced that. Uh, the finale to the season one of the Walking Dead game is going to be next week, so uh, <laughs> it's going to be uh, time for every, everyone to cry into their onto their keyboards or something. I'm sure it's not going to end well. Like whatever ends well in any Walking Dead universe, you know, like there's like no happy end. There just isn't one. So. I'm sure it'll be amazing, but I'm sure I'll be like traumatized for the podcast if uh, if if it releases before our podcast recording. Um, yeah, so there there's that. Um, there is a bit of an update actually. I just saw this now with uh, Silicon Knights. They had a bit of a a problem with um, Epic Games about over the uh, Unreal Engine, Unreal Engine three. So. Um, Silicon Knights now apparently has to destroy all unsold games using the <laughs> Unreal Engine 3, and oh they, they lost the lawsuit, so now the award to Epic Games has doubled, <laughs> so they just are continually getting smacked, <laughs> like, smacked down, like, this is not, it's not good for these guys. I think, did we mention their original thing before? Mm. So, okay... Remember. Uh, oh, there's, a, there's an article on Joystick. It says, uh, the case began with Silicon Knights suing Epic, Epic Games in 2007 for allegedly breaching the company's agreement over Unreal Engine 3 licensing. But see, Epic filed a counterclaim alleging that Silicon Knights developed its own engine and games uh, other than the other than Two Human, which Two Human was a fucking dud, uh, <laughs> illegally by using Unreal Engine 3. 
So, um, unfortunately for Silicon Knights, the court ruled in favor of Epic Games. So now they have to pay uh, Epic $4.45 million in damages. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know, what's the last game Silicon Knights made? <laughs> so I'm not sure where they're going to draw $4.45 uh, million from, um, but they're going to have to pay it to them. And um, not including like two point. Oh nine million, oh wait, two two million dollars in attorneys' fees, just in attorneys' fees. Uh, I'm, some oh, miscellaneous man. costs, two hundred and seventy-eight thousand just in costs, and two point three million in prejudgment interest. Now, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not exactly ha- sure how that boils down. Yet, <laughs> oh god, but that just really sucks. I mean, like you. Um, when you think of <laughs> <laughs> Silicon Knights, like it, it sucks because I used to really like some of their older games. Uh, They are the ones that initially, I believe, started the whole uh, Legacy of Kane series. Uh, They started Blood Omen, like, way back in the day. As as not not the game that it became when... uh, I think... Shit, who took over Legacy of Kane? It was the guys that did Tomb Raider, I think? Idols? No, no, no. Actually, you know, it was Crystal Dynamics. I'm wrong. Oh, okay. Uh, so Crystal Dynamics took over Legacy of Kane and it, and turned it into like you know the big epic thing with Raziel and you know the stuff that people remember now. They don't really remember so much of like the Blood Omen side with with um, with Kane before he was like that wh- like whatever he looks like now that weird like demon thing. He's supposed to be a vampire, but he looks like a fucking monster. Whatever. Uh, so Silicon Knights made that. They made um. They, what is that GameCube game they made that everybody loves? It's like a weird, like, horror... Uh, shit. Silicon... Oh, I gotta look that up. Because they made a couple good games in the past, but as of late, they hadn't really made that much. Oh, uh, Eternal Darkness. I don't know why I hadn't remembered that. It was really good. So, and then uh, they did the Twin Snakes uh, remake. Uh, you know, Metal Gear Solid 1 remake, the Twin Snakes, where for some reason they changed all the music and they hired some, like, Hong Kong director, I remember at the time, to um, redo all the cutscenes so they looked, like, more action-packed. But that also meant that the cutscenes in Twin Snakes took, like, twice as long to play out because he had, like, this huge long fight between Ninja and Solid Snake and whatever. But um, their last couple of games were duds. They did Two Human that nobody liked. And then they did X-Men Destiny, which was that stupid one where it's like, I think you could pick uh, one character or like three different powers or something. Like you're, you're a teenage mutant because that for some reason is always popular to do for the player character. And the graphics were kind of shitty and the gameplay was shitty and the whole thing was shitty. Um, <laughs> so that was, but that was in 20, uh, 2011. So since then, I don't know what the hell they've made since then. Or if they were in development for other things. So now they get four, four and a half million dollars, basically. They're going to have to pay out. So I'm not sure. You know, this is the kind of stuff that can kill a company. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, if they weren't already kind of, kind of dying as it is, I, I feel bad for them. But it's like, maybe they shouldn't have started that fucking lawsuit. It's kind of like they bit themselves in the ass, you know. Not literally, of course. But um, so that's that's some sad news over there. Some weirder news, though, is um, remember Team Bondi? Yes. Yep. <laughs> we talked how, a long time about Team Bondi. How can we, we forget? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, actually, I'm not. I guess they're still called Team Bondi. So there was they the, were dissolved. The, didn't the Australian government take over the company or something like that? Okay, so the the remnants. Let me let me rephrase. Okay, it. there you go. The remnants of uh, Team Bondi. 
which unfortunately includes fucking Brendan McNamara, the head of the company that's that big ass shat that nobody likes. Um, So they were, they announced a while back that they were going to make another game. And I think at the time they only really announced what the title was, which of course I think it's just to get people's attention, right? So it's called The Whore of the Orient. Right. Yeah. So now there's a whole bunch of rumors circling well, around. Uh, hold on, hold on. When we use the word whore, do we mean like a whore like a prostitute or a whore like scary? <laughs> whore, no, I'm serious. Whore is a prostitute. Okay. The horror, whore of the, the Orient. Horror. Like like Frankenstein. Oh, no, no, no. It's cool. a whore. Horror. Okay, okay. So, I got you. Should I just say the hoe of the Orient? Is that <laughs> a little easier? The hoe. The hoe. Wait, like, like, like all? Orient. Like all of the Orient. Is that what you're saying? Like <laughs> the whole of the Orient? Oh no. The whole Ho as in Santa or Ho as in Yeah. How many hoes are there? Three? <laughs> Just one hoe. Let's beat this dead horse into the ground. Okay, so uh, the, horror, the whore of the Orient. So that's the title, the right? Yep. Uh, there's been a bunch of rumors circulating about uh, details now for that game. So it has been announced that it's supposed to be complete in uh, 2015, which, first of all, <laughs> I am seriously doubtful of that. Now, at first, it sounds like a long time, right? It, yeah. I mean, in a <laughs> normal... Let's review. Let's, let's review things, shall we? <laughs> Considering that it took them, what was it, seven... Was almost, it six or seven years for L.A. Noir? I think it was seven, maybe almost eight, uh, yeah. on L.A. Noir, and through multiple issues, problems... Uh, working crunch through almost all of those years, having to have Rockstar come in and save their ass a couple times, um, especially near the end. Like, they have no such aid this time, and yet they still want to make a similar kind of game that uses that same motion scan stuff that uh, L.A. Noir uses, you know, you scan the whole face every frame. Um, So they want to do that, and... uh, Let's see, the job description, they have listed job openings. Because, of course, you know, since there's only remnants of them left, they need to start, you know, filling up their ranks again. So they've got job uh, job openings that uh, describe the game as a narrative action adventure. So the the running theory right now is that it's going to be similar in feel to, like, L.A. Noir. You know, because, of of course, that's the easy thing for them to do, right? They already have a system basically set up like that. Um, the difference is that it's going to be set in 1936, and it's in Shanghai, China. So there you get the Orient part, right? Yep. Um, so I think uh, this is going to be a little difficult for them, because I'm not sure... I mean, I guess they're going to do the same thing, where it's like they're going to draw from you know pre-existing, I don't know, just maybe designs of Shanghai like they did for L.A. or, or something like that. So I'm, I'm assuming maybe not too much made-up stuff, but... Then again, who knows? Um, the other problem is, it seems like anything run under this McNamara guy is just kind of doomed for, to fail, because he has a lot of weird preconceived notions about like what makes a good game company. And I have a feeling whoever's silly enough, or, or unfortunately maybe desperate enough, to go for for a job opening there is probably going to end up getting worked just as hard as the previous group of people. Because it really doesn't look like he learned his lesson, it, especially in interviews. What makes you stuff. say that? Well, because when L.A. Noir came out, it did relatively well, and I think a lot of that was due to to uh, Rockstar's good marketing and Rockstar helping them uh, finish up the game and and a lot of stuff on the Rockstar side. 
Now, this time around, I believe they're pretty much on their own. I'm not sure who they've gotten set up as their publisher. But my impression was, you know, after the whole fucking train wreck at the end of the uh, uh, L.A. Noir cycle, I don't think Rockstar's wanting anything to do with them anymore. You know, they kind of got what they needed and they're getting the fuck out. So I'm not sure without that kind of crutch to fall on if this guy's weird lofty ego and, and bizarre kind of uh, production style is going to help them this time around. But we'll see. I mean... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The thing that was cool about L.A. Noir, and maybe you guys might agree on this, is, is just the fact that they brought something very unusual looks-wise to the gaming industry that kind of wasn't really uh, being used before. Like, maybe in different ways, right? Like, oh, we've, we've seen games before where you've basically got, like, some face plastered onto, like, a, a polygon head or something like that. But, like, this seemed to incorporate a lot of elements in a, a unique package, that wasn't yeah. really presented that way before. But now that it has been, if they do the same thing again, I'm sure people are going to be like, what is this, like L.A. Noir 2? Or like uh, well, some kind I, of... Well, what was interesting to me about L.A. Noir was the fact that it was set in something other than, you know, ultra-modern anything, you know. I think the only game that I played recently, I mean, the only game I had played before L.A. Noir that was set, you know, in the distant past and not distant past, but relatively distant past, was Bioshock, because Bioshock is set in 1960, mm-hmm. and L.A. Noir was set in, like, what, 1940? It was just after World War II, so, like, 1947 or something like that. So I think that, you know, to be honest, I never heard of this game, that this new game that Team Bonnie's making until, you know, we're recording this podcast. So hearing about this, it's going to be set in Shanghai in, like, 1936, is like, well, the historian in me is waking up. It's like, oh, what are they, how are they going to present like the Sino-Japanese War and all that sort of stuff, you know? But see, how I they, wonder if they're going to go that in depth or if they're just going yeah. to skirt that stuff. I, I don't know if they. I don't know if they. You know, I don't think it's an impossibility for them not to go in depth because that is something that consumed the entire country of China starting from like 1931. You know, I mean that that's when the Second World War began for the Chinese was in 1931 when the Japanese invaded Manchuria. So I mean, it had been going on for a long time. And I think that if Team, you know, Team Bondi takes that angle, you know, takes something like, it's almost, um, I mean, that's not an angle you see that much. I mean, you see the American standpoint, you see the British standpoint a lot. You don't see anything from the Chinese standpoint, from not even any history. I mean, I haven't, I can't think of any game recently that presented any Asian, you know, historical context besides like Shogun or something like that. Right. You know, so it's nice to see not only something that's set in a different time period, but something that's set in a different, um, you know, like historical context, I would say. Which I guess kind of goes with the time period thing, but I'm I'm going on, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. It's entertaining and educational. I learned something new today. It's a learn. Kids will have a learn. (laughs) No, but I mean that that brings a lot of that brings a lot of good points up. Though it's like we really will have to see what kind of angle they bring, uh, what what angle they they put this game from. Yeah, they take this game from because it's like they could do some really weird, safe, boring kind of angle, or they could be unusual and take it from you know kind of a an atypical point of view or from a historical point of view. I mean, they have a couple years. Hopefully, if they've gotten their act together and they're more efficient with how they spend their years uh we we could see it's wishful thinking i think yeah i mean it it could very easily turn into vaporware at this point who knows um but but there's that um so there's a couple other uh 
interesting tidbits here. I, I, I'm going to sound like an ass, but I can't help it. So Nintendo has, has quoted saying that the Wii U is going to be in a larger supply for their launch than the Wii was at the launch, and that it'll be replenished quicker. <laughs> but I, I'm seriously wondering, like, I, I wonder what those numbers are going to be. Like, do you think that the Wii U is going to outsell the Wii? Right. Really like, I'm, I'm, so, I'm really, I'm really kind of, I, I, maybe I'm just jaded at this point, but considering that everybody that has the Wii pretty much hasn't used theirs for several months that I know, almost to maybe a year or more, like, I would think that that's kind of made them feel a little burned, you know, like, well, we got this thing that seemed like it was really cool on, on, in the beginning, and like, yeah. well, we got kind of our use out of it, and then you realize at the end, like, well, the graphics sort of suck. And the Wii Motion, the Wii Motion, the motion control is only does so much and that kind yeah. of thing. So it's like now you got a big screen controller that every time I see someone pl- play with it, it doesn't look comfortable, right? It looks like well, it, it reminds me of like a Dreamcast controller because then the Dreamcast had the thing where you could slip in the little card to the top and it had a little LCD yeah. screen on it. But yeah. even that one was a smaller. <laughs> Compared yeah. to this thing, is a smaller control. This one, it just looks like... I'm not saying you'll get tired in like 10 minutes, but say you really wanted to do like a real gaming session. Yeah. Your hands are going to feel like like weird little hooks, you know, like by the time you're <laughs> done with it. It's, it doesn't look like it's really set. Like, I'm surprised they didn't try to maybe round the corners even more. So, I don't know, something. Uh, but regardless, they seem to really be expecting this thing to sell a t- like hotcakes. And yep. my, my weird... I don't know if it is a spidey sense because it could be off. But what my little gaming sense is thinking like, I don't really know a lot of people that are going to be rushing out to buy this unless they're the types that want to rush out to buy it to put on eBay right away. <laughs> you know, yeah. like what I should have done with the PS3 when it launched. Right, but maybe, you know, their, their own admission here might kind of quash that by saying, you know, we have tons of them and we're going to replenish them really fast. So, you know, what's the market going to be like on eBay? Right. No, no. Well, I mean, they're doing that because they're thinking like they want to maximize their profits. They don't want people waiting. They they want to get the most money up front. But yeah, so it might not not even be worth it for people to rush out and snap these up to resell them. Exactly. If you can just walk into the store and get them anyway. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I, I I'm just really, I'm 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 a pessimist about the sales. I'm sure you know because it's a Nintendo, because there's Mario involved, because there's a Zelda game on the horizon. You'll still get the the tried and true like Nintendo crowd to buy it, just because they can't stay away from it. But me, for example, I'm not going to be buying it for quite a while. Like it really has to prove itself to me. And right now. By it announcing that, like, oh, we'll have Black Ops, and we'll have Mass Effect, and we'll have all this stuff that I already have on other systems that looks better. <laughs> like, it's not making me want to buy this stuff. Right. And, and the, every time they show that, that, that Mario Brothers Wii U or whatever, like, it's like, oh, okay, so it looks like New Super Mario Brothers again. So it looks like pretty much every New Super Mario game they've made in the past three years yeah. or so. Yeah, which, I mean, they're fun games, but we've talked about this before, like, it's... It, it looks like a carbon copy at some point. You can't you can't market the same game over and over and over and expect to keep making money over and over. Yeah, you're gonna get diminishing returns at the very yeah. least. But yeah, yeah, very least. Um, so yeah, Nintendo's gonna be you know well amply supplied uh, with reviews. <laughs> so if you want one, don't worry, you'll you'll get one. Do you remember um, how well do you remember the uh, Wayne's World two the movie? <laughs> very well, Decent, decently well. Yeah, I feel like when if Nintendo was Wayne. 
it'd be like that awesome scene in Wayne's World 2 where they're recording Wayne's World and he's like, by the way, we still have, there's still a lot of, uh, <laughs> there's still, we still got a couple really excellent Wayne stock tickets yet left. In fact, we still have all Wayne stock <laughs> tickets left. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Nintendo on the yeah. TV saying that. I mean, that really could backfire. Like, sometimes actually having not enough stock will make for some people feel like, for some reason people feel like, oh my God, I have to get it because yeah. it's so in demand. Yep. If you have shelves, you know, stocked to the brim with with the games or yeah. with, with the systems, people, like if it was me, for some reason it has the opposite effect for me. Like I'll actually feel like, oh, I, well, I can get it later. It's still going to be there. Well, just from a practical standpoint, they set themselves up for marketing failure because the thing is, if there's if there's a, a shortage of Wii U units, it creates um, it not only creates more demand, obviously, but it creates media buzz around it. And mm-hmm. like you know, you you'll even get like things on the news, like on the regular. Yeah, come on, Beanie like, Babies, Cabbage <laughs> Patch, like, Elmo. Like, <laughs> oh my God! Well, you know, like Wii U sales are so high that Nintendo's, you know, and then like people who might not even know what the Wii U is will see it on regular t- TV, you know, right? News and be yeah, like, well, or real, that or, real TV. Yeah, it'll <laughs> pop into their it'll pop into their consciousness then when they're like, oh shit, that's it'll a thing like kid wants for it'll, Christmas. It'll show up yeah. on their Twitter. Yeah. Well, but yeah, you know, and then and then like it's the exact opposite. If there's too many units, the same news could show up where it's like, or well, no news sales are down, you know, for Nintendo, oh, and then they're like, well, I'm not going to buy that thing. Yeah, I mean, sales are down. Yeah, there's there's still news, but it's not it's not going to be good news. Right. It will be bad news. Well, any yeah. any news any news is good news. You got to sure. think about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it'll remind people that the Wii U is out, but in that case, it's kind of like double-edged sword because it's like, yeah, you're getting uh, a publicity from the news, but then it's also saying like not everybody's you know rushing to buy them off the shelves either. Yeah. So it's kind of as good this time. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, we'll see. That's it's very soon that this is going to be available. So their launch will be something to pay attention to because that that might kind of be a. a image of things to come for, you know, the next two consoles, because you got the Xbox... Does it even have a name yet? 720? Whatever? It's like the code name right Yeah, now. the code name, and then whenever the PS4 has to come out, because it's going to be like peer pressure, <laughs> Yeah. Um, the, those ones will be interesting to look out for, too, because they'll probably run into a lot of the same problems. Um, yeah. but you, in, think that, you think that Microsoft will blow their load early this time, like they did with the Xbox 360? Well, what do you mean... I mean, they, they they released like what? When was the PS3 release? I forget off the top of my head. Well, but see now yeah, the Wii thanks. the Wii U is the one that's ahead this time because they're True. like, fuck it, we have to release something new because now really nobody's buying the Wii, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we gotta you know lay our cards out first. You know, yeah. the more the more I look at this sort of situation, the more I realize and the more I believe that I think I believe pretty pretty strongly that this is the last generation. I think Nintendo will have a strong showing in the hardware market that they're kind of going the way that sega went in 1999 you know because it seems like i mean i think we talked about this the last time we talked about the wii u is that it was just a couple weeks of being released and i remember saying something like i didn't even know it was being released you know well so they've either gotten so niche or they've gotten so unpopular in general they have don't know they're going to be released they have these weird kind of marketing cycles, I've noticed, like waves or whatever, Nintendo. Like, 
they'll be weirdly quiet for a long time, but it seems like they're kind of gathering up steam or whatever uh, for times during the year where they know the maximum amount of like the general public will be paying attention to them. Like there, I've started seeing a couple Wii U related things on TV now because it's getting close to th- like Thanksgiving, which is close to Christmas. And I'm sure as soon as that Thanksgiving weekend hits, we're probably gonna get smacked in the face with a ton of like Wii U stuff and like old pe- old people playing Wii U with their grandkids and you know, because <laughs> the one thing that they do well that Sega never did because they were going for the other crowd is. They know how to market to people to make it seem like, well, I I'm not a I'm not a big gamer, but I do like games now and then. Well, then this is the system for you. It's it's the least offensive, least scary, you know, system. Like you can pick it up and play yeah. some inoffensive Mario and enjoy yourself with a lot of other people of different age ranges. You know, it's not like the Sega marketing that it was just like angry teens that don't like their parents because they make <laughs> them do their homework and like, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. you know? Sonic as attitude. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's usually what saves Nintendo because they'll wait till these times of the year where people do get together and they have like family kind of outings or get togethers where there are a shitload of people in one room and they'll one of them will have the Wii U and then the other people in the uh, in the room that aren't gamers or are kind of gamers or whatever will be like, "Hey, this is kind of cool. Maybe I should get it." You know, maybe I'll play at being a gamer by getting. Maybe a I'll Wii. play that their Nintendo system. Yeah, but it, it, it's it's a easier like gateway system essentially to being a gamer for a lot of people because the PS3, at least when it launched, seemed really kind of unwieldy, unwieldy and expensive, mm-hmm. and. Uh, very imposing and int- intimidating to somebody that wasn't, like, a regular gamer. So that's kind of out. Like, no matter what they were saying about, like, hey, play your Blu-rays on here, whatever. It was a hard sell. Uh, for the Xbox 360, that was, like, the Sega system. Because it's like, well, you already got, like, screaming eight-year-olds that are, like, already, you know, like, <laughs> yelling at their parents for a 360. So they're, they've already got their market there. But the the Nintendo system has always been clever with it, with that big ass group of people, like whether they're a casual or a, you know a never get up at, off your seat for twelve hours gamer. Um, there's something in there for everyone, or at least there was. So that's why they're, I think they're trying so hard to get you know Mass Effect and Assassin's Creed and Black Ops and all these games now on the Wii U, so that they could say like, hey, we're still competitive because we don't have just Mario and like baby games. <laughs> We have, you know, everything for everybody. Yeah. But uh, not mentioning the fact that, graphically speaking, they're still either behind or just on par with fucking current-gen systems. Yeah. So, yikes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But, but we'll see what happens. I, I guarantee you, as soon as Thanksgiving hits, if oh. they're going to do, like, a big marketing thing, it's going to just start ramping up from there. Like, they are probably going to want to hit christmas hard like they're probably going to want to be the system for this end year you know they are the they're the only new system so unless maybe like well ps3's are already done a lot of price drops unless they try to do a price drop to somehow compete which they don't really have to at this point because yeah actually a decent number of people have ps3's now uh they don't have to if they wanted to try to fuck with nintendo they could try it Right. Xbox 360 could and probably will maybe try it because they seem to like dropping their prices constantly uh, for for a 360 console and they have they have like what like two or three different kinds of consoles you know price wise yeah um 
It's Which, true. by the way, I don't know why anybody would get one of those ones that only has like four or eight gigs of space. Like, you're just kidding yourself if you think, I'm not going to do that much downloading. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> you're going to regret it like a week after you bought it. Like, Dude, oh, I'm, God. I'm suffering super hard on my old school PS3 with the... Uh, oh, the 80 my, gigs. Yeah, tiny 80 gigs. Yeah. yeah. Which at the time was the biggest one. Yeah. Now it's what, like 250? 250. Yep. And it's and it's cheaper. It's like you could buy two of them for whatever you paid for, like yeah. the, the old one. Well, I the only reason I remember the only reason I got mine was because it was that deal. It was it was part of a Black Friday deal. Oh, that like I I I think I got it at Best Buy. Best Buy was selling those Bravia giant TVs, and then it was like if you buy one of these, you get a free PS3. Ah, it's a good yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right best buy actually had a real sweet deal with it because it was a, a sony tv sony system so yeah, easy for yeah. sony to make that kind of deal and you got a free <laughs> game too at the time it was everyone like, wins yeah yeah that was great <laughs> um speaking of everyone winning did you guys see the grand theft auto 5 trailer today no, i haven't watched it yet but it's an oh. It's it. It makes me want to instantly play it. Yes. <laughs> I will say, like, like throughout all their games, their animation still kind of sucks. Like, there's still weird moments with their face animation and just like the body animation in general. Like, it looks like they have a coat hanger in the back of their shirt. Like right. that, that weird kind of like why are your yeah. arms sticking out that far out from your body. But other than that, the the world looks great. It looks like it's gonna be a fucking huge world. The writing looks like see. They they managed to write and GTA Four was pretty funny too. Like they managed to write funny bits into their um, drama, drama, funny yeah. stuff. Like they they have a, a much wider uh, array of of emotions in their games than than other games tend to do. But yeah. it it totally reminded me when I was actually catching myself chuckling at the GTA Five trailer. It reminded me of how many times I fucking groaned at the Borderlands Two gameplay because. <laughs> I think I mentioned this before. Borderlands 2, 2 tries so goddamn hard to be funny. I'm, I'm doing air quotes here. You can't see yeah, it. Yeah, you hate Claptrap, don't you? No, it's not just Claptrap. I mentioned this before. They have this problem with, like, there must be, like, one writer that's like, dude, I love pop culture references. Oh, God, I'm going to make Claptrap do the dub, dub uh, I mean, uh, tub, tub, do the dubstep noise. Whoop, 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 whoop. You know, like, huh. oh, that's that's really funny. I haven't heard that before. Okay. <laughs> Oh, there's the guy who has sentry guns. Oh, they're turrets. He has Tourette's syndrome. Oh, God, you you fucking... My head is going to explode from the storm. (laughs) Anyway, um, but they try way too hard. Like, even their their badass perks, like the the, the names for the rewards are usually based off of, like, stupid jokes or whatever. But as much as I go, ugh, as I groan at those things, I love... Uh, people like uh, the, whoever writes at Rockstar that does that do jokes that genuinely seem like they're funny or they're based off of something maybe like somebody experienced as a joke, you know, like something that feels a little bit more natural. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's something there's something about the feel of this trailer. Plus, it's got uh, a great song from uh, Stevie Wonder in there. So it's like, how can you not like that? And the music. Which one do they use? Uh, is it is it Skeletons in your, in your closet? Okay. I'm not see. I don't know if that's the title or if I just know. I think it's. I think I know which one you're talking about. Skeletons in your closet. Na, 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 na. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't <laughs> do that. But try once more with feeling. Uh, 
you know, but it goes really great with the, the trailer. But it also reminds me why I love the music in GTA anything, because they always pick the best fucking songs. Like, I love getting into a car in Grand Theft Auto because it's like, okay, what radio station am I going to fuck with? Well, you got to go to the old school hip-hop. It was always the best station. Yeah. They had the best in GTA 4. And even their fake, like, talk radio stations are funny. Like, this is the other part of the, the funny humor. Like, whenever you listen to Laszlo, the, the radio guy, like... Was he the, right, the, 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 the faux right-wing guy that was on GTA 4? Um, I don't remember if he's right wing. He sounded like one of those like Laszlo in the morning, like one of those like oh one of those guys. Me. I remember um, they had like Air. It wasn't called Air America, but it was some like you know some obvious Fox ripoff, are, and they had some guy like Bill O'Reilly or Sean Hannity on there, and it was great. They do have different like uh, talk show hosts. Like, yeah. like they do have like yeah, I'm sure there was. Well, like, they had a Fox one. They had an NPR one. Right. It was pretty funny. But Laszlo was more like the mainstream kind of dude, yeah. and then um. <laughs> They have those fake commercials that are always, like, really funny, too. And, like, yeah. um, it, it, they just have a really good sense of how to, like, either satirize or just straight out, like, parody, like, a lot of real uh, elements in society, and they do it well. So it's, like, that's why I'm looking forward to GTA Five. Plus, the main guy seems pretty funny. He's got, like, a kid who's, who is trying to be, like, thuggish gangster. <laughs> it's, it's, he's a fucking failure. Um <laughs> And it, and it just overall looks like they're putting a lot of care into this one. So they've announced it for spring. Uh, my boyfriend is already freaking out. He's like, why isn't it here now? I want to play it now. I'm like, well, spring's not that far away. Uh, I want it now. So, yeah. So so that's, if you guys haven't seen it, you should check it out as soon as we finish with the podcast. I wonder how serious this one's going to be. Because I know the main complaint I've heard from people I know is that GTA 4 was way too serious. They took it in a much different direction than well, GTA 3. I mean, they still had some pretty funny moments. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think it was more like kind of the aesthetic values that it right. had in the, in the GTA 4. But then again, the more I think about it, the more uh, I think that, well, San Andreas is supposed to be L.A. I mean, New York's a pretty drab, gray place compared to sunny well, do you L.A. Mean, or sunny Miami or whatever Vice City was supposed to be. Do you mean story-wise or just the general feel of the... Not, not so much the story. I think that a lot of people complain, you know, what 4chan V would uh, characterize as kind of like gray or, or, or brown and bloom or whatever they would call something like well, Call of Duty. I mean, they tried to, obviously, because there was a major jump in, in graphics quality, it seems like they tried to make it more look, uh, look more realistic, and that always mm -hmm. seems to be the um, the downside of adding realism to games, is that somehow, a bunch of times, when you try that, it, it instantly turns more drab. Because, <laughs> like, San Andreas is almost kind of cartoony still. You know, like, the yeah. whole thing, like, oh, you can make a character really fat and silly, and, you know, a lot of that stuff. But um, I, I didn't think I didn't think it was that drab. GTA 4. It, it well, felt again, it has to do. It has to do with the fact that it's supposed to be New York City and not LA. Yeah. I mean, think think about the stereotype. What people think of when they think the stereotype of LA is like some sunny palm tree, something like kind of obnoxious, like like drive like driving in front of that Chinese theater whose name I can't remember. You know, something like that. That's a, that's what people think of when they think. Oh, Man, it, it, man's Chinese theater. Yeah, man's. No, take it take it from a Midwesterner who still lives in the Midwest. That's what I think of when I think of LA. When I think of New York, I think of something like somewhere in the middle of Brooklyn and there's some elevated subway line and it's all dray and grab and there are newspapers blowing all over the place and it's cloudy and shit like that. Dude. You know, that's what I think of when I think New York. Dray you know, I've grab. been there like six, yeah. You when said dray and grab? Dray and grab? You said I didn't have a beer. Gray and dray. No, I know. That should be the new, yeah. that should be the new phrase. Is dray your video grab. game dray and grab? Well... <laughs> 
We can fix that. Oh, no. Um, no, no, but this one looks a lot brighter. And, well, it is going back to, I believe this one does take place. I don't it's think. It's supposed to be in San Andreas, so it's supposed to be L.A. You know, it's it's Los Santos. Oh, it's, it's not in San Andreas this time? No. Really? Oh, no, okay. maybe Los Santos is just, like, around or in San Andreas. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's probably, realistically, it's probably just an excuse for them to do a different atmosphere that's, you know, a bit different, at least. Yeah. Uh, which is fine with me. I want to try some new stuff. Um, so that's something to look forward to. Yes. So I think, uh, unless you guys have any more to add, Adam? Oh, wait. Did we talk about this? That Gabe Newell said that they confirmed development on Source 2. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. And EG, you got to talk about your trip. I can't forget that at all. Thank yeah. You. Anyway. Yeah, that has to do with your trip, too. Okay, so basically, uh, this past week, I think some people heard about this, but the weird thing is it didn't spread out as... as quickly as I thought it would. Like, it still yeah. stayed qu- kind of quiet. Uh, 4chan has a V-board for video game enthusiasts and people that like to get mad at everything. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, a bunch of them got together, and I'm not sure how they did this. Like, if maybe people... They, they, just, like, no, it was it was Gabe's birthday, like, a week or two ago. No, and they, they, they made a, a had... card that they... Yeah. No, no. The thing I'm not sure about is how they got everyone to sign it. Like, I don't know if like did no, they... what they no what I saw I saw the I, th- I saw the thread on 4chan that what basically happens is like somebody said it's supposed to be Gabe Newell's birthday next week or something like that, and they said post a picture and we'll make a big mosaic or whatever out of it. Oh. And they and they made a big collage and they printed it out. I mean, there was a picture of Gabe in Valve's Valve's offices wearing. Uh, well, you can go on with the story because right. it's so funny. So they made um they made a really big ass card, which yeah. was impressive just because it was really large and uh they brought a crate to him and they basically you know that was his gift and uh what was funny is the crate <laughs> like any good tf2 crate had a, had a, to be unlocked with a key and so just like the fucking key that you buy from the um from the uh the, the manco, the manco store. store yeah uh the, he had to give them two dollars and fifty cents same price as the key, <laughs> so that he could open up the crate and get the item inside, which ended up being like a military hat, like a, a just a smooth top, kind of like a soldier. Yeah, cap. like an old military helmet or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So he thought that was pretty funny. Uh, and then afterwards, uh, for like the video goes on for like an hour, but I, I was skimming through it because it's hard. First of all, it's hard to hear stuff because they use the shittiest what appears to be camera phone possible to capture this. Why wouldn't you like? There's 20 people there. Nobody thought to bring shit. Even if you use an iPhone, it would look yeah, better. Yeah, have an iPhone nowadays. It looks like it was shot on a potato. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, they tried to subtitle some of it, but whatever. He did mention when they were asked uh, when they asked him that uh, they're working on Source Engine Two, which is not a big surprise. Like a lot of people were rumoring about it because uh, somebody had found. I think we talked about this a long time ago. Somebody had found. Uh, some data in the source filmmaker that indicated like a source two in it, in the, like a, yes. in the title. So mm-hmm. that's confirmed. He also said that they're working on Ricochet 2. Now, a lot of people were like, oh, okay, whatever. What about Half Life 3? Which he specifically said can't ask about it. So they didn't. But uh, as some sites have reported, uh, Gabe has been notorious for kind of essentially, like, he hasn't said it outright. But it has seemed like he's used the the name Ricochet Two as like a uh, what do you call it, pseudonym or whatever for uh, Half Life Three. 
So, because a lot of the stuff he'll say kind of sounds like, oh, I think you're actually talking about Half-Life 3. So he mentioned Ricochet 2 is in production, whatever. So a lot of people are like, hmm, that's interesting. And they didn't really go too much farther with that. Because, of course, like any other Valve thing, there's no, I don't think there's any real deadline for when that game would come out. Well, it's just the way Valve rolls. Valve. But anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. And... Uh, it was a nice little visit, and it also just kind of sh- goes to, again to show how cool Valve is. Because instead of getting security to kick, kick the, all these extreme nerds out of their lobby, I mean Jesus Christ, they go to 4chan. That's horrible. Well, I, I find <laughs> it funny because it's like on 4chan they say the most awful, racist, sexist uh, stuff imaginable, the most colorful language. And yet, when they're there, they're the meekest, geekiest... Well, you don't understand 4chan V if you, if you don't know how they act toward Gabe Newell. Because I think if, 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 4chan, if the video game board on 4chan is going to hold anything sacrosanct, it's going to be not Valve itself, but Gabe. Because they see him as a positive force in gaming. Well, right. But you would have almost felt that, I don't know, not necessarily being mean to him, but they would have tried to do something like smart-assy or something. Well, they did. They gave him that helmet. Yeah, but that's, that was kind of smart, assy. Kind of, not really. I mean, that's, I think that's, so. I mean, that's something. That's something they re, they respect the guy, but they don't respect. You know, it's kind of like the way I feel about the way TF2 has gone. It, ironic because I started playing TF2 again like yesterday. Uh. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's kind of the way I feel. It's like I still respect Val, but at the same time, I I'm frustrated with the way they're going with the hat thing. You know, mm-hmm. the the hat thing is just like me wrapping. All my problems up with the valve in a little package and something I can say quickly. In a little, in a little crate. Yeah, in a little crate and giving you the key for two fifty for you to unlock it. I'll, I'll just, I'll just keep it locked. That's okay. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but uh, so yeah, so they kind of got essentially an update out of him by doing that, which I don't know if that's necessarily what they were going for, but that's what they got, and a lot of gaming sites picked up on that and. Whether V likes it or not, used it as you know a way to get themselves another article or two. So there's that visit. But that reminded me of I had been in Seattle just a couple weeks ago, and I had gotten a chance to get a tour of um, Valve's wonderful office. And um, it's it's really interesting. At this point, maybe it was different back in the day, but at this point, if you get a tour with them, it feels very organized and very structured. Like they probably do a ton of these a day. They already have like pre-made kind of gift bags and that kind of thing, and they they let you they let you see how awesome the workspace and the work environments are, and they tell you all about like how wonderfully they treat their employees and how they. One thing she said is, uh, you know, we want if if someone works at Valve, we want that to be the last place they ever work. Like we really want them to want to stay there, you know, because they murder people <laughs> in <laughs> Valve time. Uh, yeah. no, but, Take you twenty uh, years to die. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, no, but they really want you to feel like this is the only place like I want to work, or this is where I want to finish my career, whatever. Um, but on the same, on the same token, they also say that like there's a lot of stuff we can't talk about, and uh, you notice that they're very um, secretive with a lot of things that they must be working on, like the way they have their offices set up. Um, they have a lot of the really obvious things, like from Portal and from past games, that they they'll they'll point out to you and make little stops at. But a lot of areas where people actually work are usually kind of enclosed with this kind of uh, opaque glass or like other structures that kind of block 
that area. Like, I could only really see somebody working on, like, a Dota model because I kind of peeked in through a doorway. But it's, it's like, a lot of the other stuff is kind of well-guarded. Mm. So um, even though they're giving you a tour, it's kind of ironic because it's, like, you don't really get, like, the tour tour. Um mm. Although they did show that uh, they are heavily expanding. They, they got, like, another floor. They, they're in this very nondescript building. Like, it's a big-ass maroon kind of colored office building. And they are, like, from, I think, floor five to eight or something like that. And they, there's no logo or anything on the front. You'd almost – you'd never know it was there, honestly, um, if, if you didn't actually know the location. And uh, they just recently took up the entire, like, last floor. I think floor eight or seven or whatever. And they're turning that into almost like a whole sound floor because they're, they're making a ton of what looks to be very expensive sound uh, recording booths and stuff with all the, you know, the insulation and the little spots where they're going to be putting in a lot of the, um, the equipment. And I think that's so that they can have more control because them, like a lot of other companies, will usually do, try to do most of the sound work themselves, but sometimes they have to farm out their sound to places, uh, ironically, a lot of places in L.A., like a post post sound kind of processing, um, but the the reason why they're expanding a lot of this stuff now into their eighth floor is they want to control a much larger percentage. I guess they still will do like fifteen or twenty percent elsewhere, but they want to do at least like eighty percent themselves now. So you know, more control under their own roof means they get their fingers in it and they're they're right next to it and it's local. So you know, it, hopefully it will reflect better on the next project that they make. Hmm. Um, but it, but it's interesting, uh, and I was kind of pissed on a, a a weirder note that uh, the fucking sentry gun that they had that Weta made for them was no longer in the lobby. <laughs> they don't it, have it there anymore. It was I saw it and it was on, but it was uh, on another floor, which we weren't. We were just kind of going past. Oh. And those cases, like you only get to take pictures in the lobby and in the little awards hallway. Yeah, and uh, I couldn't take pictures in there, so I couldn't take pictures of the sentry gun or the portal gun that was right next to it. Oh no! <laughs> I did. Uh, I did get some pictures. Did did, did Wade make the the uh, portal gun too? Yeah, and the crazy thing oh. about that one is they had a little laptop hooked up to it because I think it has just enough wiring in it so that the little gun kind of moves up and swivels and the light turns on all this stuff. So it looks like it's functional, but obviously it's not. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they also have another, I have pictures, but I keep forgetting to go through those pictures. Uh, they have, like, the TF2 hallway, or it's this red, completely red hallway. And it has all those portraits that you can buy on the TF2 store yeah. of the close-ups, like the, the headshots. And then on, one, on the other side is this huge, like, eight-foot-tall portrait of, uh, what's-his-face, Manco guy. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say it was like the announcer, the one that Makani made. No, no, that would have been cool. Yeah. But uh, uh, what's his face? Why am I forgetting? Uh, man, uh, man, the Australian guy? Yeah. Yeah, for, who cares? It's not funny. Keep going. <laughs> it's not <laughs> It's not funny. We talked about this. I, I told you that the Australian is not funny. We talked about this before. Go on. Oh, you, you mean you don't like? Yeah, of course. If I don't like it, <laughs> nobody does, right? That's the way it works. I, I get. Anyway, so um, <laughs> Saxton Hale. Saxton Hale. Sorry. There you go. That's it. Um, it took a while for that to get around my brain. Um, so Saxton Hale, really huge, and my boyfriend really liked that one. Uh, but you don't. So yeah. <laughs> you know they they have a lot of cool stuff, and then uh, traditionally the the big ass valve that was the start of the whole thing. 
So um, it's cool as a tour. I'll just say to people that go to visit it, like, just be a little realistic. Like, you're not going to get some crazy in-depth secret because unless you're visiting there for maybe a contract position or, you know, like an interview or something, I heavily doubt that they would show you something super top secret. Or at the very least, they'd make you sign an NDA. But even then, it seems like they're so close-knit that they'd probably only let somebody that is going to work there in some capacity check out their stuff, you know? Yeah. Which is understandable. So did you have to sign an NDA, Iggy? No, I didn't. And I, okay. and I think that's why they, they show as, as little in terms of, of uh, secret stuff as they do. Yeah. So yeah. They're, they're playing it safe. But it's still cool because I got like this huge inflatable Dota axe. Like this big like puffy axe that I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with. That's kind of cool. Um, and a little... Maybe you should give it away. No, I'm going to keep it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. She's not giving it away for I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving it away. She's going to give away the Neo Geo X. Oh, okay. <laughs> To 20, 20 lucky listeners. Oh, yeah. We'll get Sorry. That's funny. I, at work today, somebody was asking me, they were like, what are you guys going to talk about on the podcast tonight? And uh, I was Get like, away. I was like, you know, I'm like probably gonna, I'm like I'll probably mention the Neo Geo X, and they were like, sweet, are you gonna give one away? And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Look, if we, if we yes, had like, the a, answer is yes. if we had like a thousand listeners or something like that, then maybe I consider some kind of yeah. investment. Like, you mean you mean a thousand more? Yeah. <laughs> in addition right. to the thousand we already have. Exactly. Oh God. Two thousand divided by a thousand. <laughs> awesome. Anyway. And uh, on that note. On that note. And on that note. And on that note. Now what, that Collins killed it again. On, on that note, tell your friends. <laughs> yes, tell your friends. Whoever no. actually <laughs> is listening to the show, we appreciate it. Uh, you can uh, contact us so we can actually talk further. Um, if you have any questions or if you have anything we'd like uh, to, you'd like us to discuss, uh, we have an email address, which is nameofgamepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook group, which is regularly updated, which is just in the name of game. Uh, we also have a Twitter, but I just use that one to post links for the podcasts, which is at in the name of game. Twitter is just too, ugh, it's too much management for me. I can't, I can't look at that mm. thing for too long. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we also have a website, uh, which is uh, in the name of game.com. If you don't want to do any of that stuff, which is fine, uh, you can just subscribe to us direct on iTunes and just listen to us that way. So there's a ton of different ways to access us or uh, bug us. Email. Send us an email. Send or... us an email. We will, we will read your name aloud on the show. You, oh my it, God. It's, it's just like controlling us. Think about <laughs> that. It's like a remote control. It's like, hello, Dave. I would like to talk about Sonic today. Say, like, uh, hey, David, w- would you kindly talk about uh, Sonic? <laughs> yeah. Do it again. You haven't done it enough. <laughs> Uh, anyway, but yeah, so uh, until then, uh, we're going to have some cool stuff on the horizon for next week, also Turkey Day. Um, so, what? It is Thanksgiving. Yes. I totally forgot. Uh, yeah. just snuck up on you. I've it already did. been seeing Christmas stuff at my grocery yeah. store. Yeah, I, I, I write down every year when I see the first advertisement on TV for Christmas. This year, this year, it was October 30th this year. That's really? when I saw Yes, it was that late. It's later than normal. Oh, you yeah, earlier than normal. No, it's later than normal. Normally, yeah. I see it like a week before Halloween. Mid-October. Wow. Yeah. July, guys. Christmas in July. Now, keep <laughs> in mind. Keep, keep in mind, I've been watching TV uh, less lately, but you know, still. True. 
That means something in October still. Yep. Alright, well, uh, Turkey Day next week. So anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Until then, have an awesome time gaming, and bye-bye! Not get mad at video games this week. Yes. You say dear Colin. <laughs> dear Colin. Dear Colin. Like they're writing an email. Don't they're get mad at were... video games. <laughs> dear Colin, please. All the fan the... mail is going to be for Colin. <laughs> I hope so. That'd be such an ego boost. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Like, no. I don't need any more of an ego. Yeah. Be out of oh, control. Sh- oh, God. <laughs>